Good morning. We're about to start. Before we do, I'd like to welcome you. It's good to be together as Harvest Church. And welcome if you're a guest amongst us, and a special welcome if this is your first Sunday here. If this is your first Sunday, I just want to explain a bit about um, what's going to happen over our time together. Uh, in a moment, Christine and the band will be leading us uh, in a time of worship. After about a quarter of an hour, children uh, will be going to um, activities focused on for them, uh, which will be downstairs, and we'll go out through that door over there. Uh, parents, please, please uh, go with your children to get them set in those groups. And a bit later on, um, Steve Hannington, who um, heads up our uh, Christians Against Poverty CAP ministry, is going to be speaking to us about Jesus and justice. Um, but actually, the key thing is we're, we're eager to meet with God this morning and to, uh, to know what he wants to do amongst us. And I don't know how you're feeling as you come in through the rain, as you're uh, bringing uh, everything that uh, happened yesterday, perhaps disappointments, um, perhaps things that didn't quite work out as you hoped, uh, or, or, or how you're feeling this morning. But I was reading from uh, the Book of Lamentations earlier on. Uh, and it's Jeremiah who is, is, is talking about all sorts of things that could kind of get people down. But then he reminds us, because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed. For his compassion never fails. They are new every morning, every morning. Great is his faithfulness. Well, it's morning. His compassions are new every morning. They're with us today. And as we were praying uh, and sharing just before the service, there was a sense also that God wants to meet with us in power. So let's have expectations of our powerful God as we come together to worship, to hear his word to pray together. I'll hand over to Christine. Thank you. Thank you, Chris. So if you'd like to stand, if you're able, uh, we're going to sing some songs, uh, which hopefully the children will enjoy. The second one is Actions, and Sean's going to be over there leading the actions. So if you've got any children who want to copy her, then that's the place to be. We're going to sing, I know he rescued my soul.
God is a great big God. He's awesome. He's mighty. Let's declare that as we sing the next song.
shout out your praise this morning and we ask that you will bring joy to all those of us who are here today and those that we love and I pray that you will be with your children the young people as they go to their groups may they know your joy and your love in their groups help them to learn more about you I pray amen
A couple of unique things have happened in my life. The first was <clears throat> a few years ago now, I had this, I don't know you call it, condition illness, when I stopped breathing. Some of you may have heard. I, sometimes at night, I just stopped breathing. So if you maybe imagine that, I just couldn't breathe. And it's fairly frightening. As you can see, I did eventually. But it was a, a bad time. I could talk to Christine about it. She would, we'd talk how she might be able to help when it happened. But she couldn't do anything except watch and a few other things. But she didn't know how I was feeling. The other thing, with the same result, is as a train driver, as I was a train driver, this time of year, October, November, I always start to think when the leaves are falling. It becomes a bit of a joke with people, but I can assure you, it's no joke. The leaves fall, which means that the trains can't grip and they will slide, a bit like going on black ice. So if you can imagine, I'm driving a train, approaching a station, approaching a red light, braking gently and push, I just start sliding. There's nothing I can do. And it's an awful feeling. And only a train driver can know how that feels. I could talk to you about it, but only a train driver has that feeling. The same as when I stop breathing. Unless it's happened to you, you can't imagine. I can't watch, if I'm watching television and you, someone's got asthma or something and they're not breathing, I can't watch it. My feelings come, I'm feeling that happening. Now some things are happening maybe in your life, I believe they are situation, whatever, things are happening in your life and you're saying to yourself, but nobody knows how I feel. You may talk to somebody and they go, I know how you feel, and you're thinking, oh no you don't. 
So these things are happening, but God knows how you feel. They're not just words. God does know. And if things are happening in your life, speak to God. Ask him to help you because he knows how you feel. If you think nobody knows how I feel, God knows how you feel. And after the, at the end of the service, um, I'll be over there in the corner there. If people want to talk or pray, please come over.
mercy for the things we're facing. We need your mercy for our families, for our places of business. We need your mercy, Lord. stay standing but sit if you feel more comfortable um, I mentioned at the beginning some, some verses from Lamentations and I want to come back to those but actually we've also had some other comments about a sense of needing to go, know God's love in our lives about needing to know His power at work in our lives and needing to be reminded that he accepts us through Jesus. The verse that I read from Lamentations, I'm just going to read it in a slightly wider context. Jeremiah starts by saying, I remember my affliction and my wandering the bitterness and the gall. I well remember them, and my soul is downcast within me. Yet this I call to mind, and therefore I have hope. Because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed. Because of the Lord's great love. We are not consumed. For his compassions never fail. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness, Lord. And so... As we stand or sit, I'd like to pray, and I'd like you to, I'd like to invite you to pray with me, uh, and maybe you'd just like to hold out your hands as we seek to know more deeply the love of God, who knows us. As Roger says, he knows he understands. And Lord, we thank you for your mercy. And we thank you for your compassion. And we thank you for your love. Because we don't deserve any of that. And we thank you for your goodness. And we thank you for your presence. Come into our lives, into our presence, into our homes, into our circumstances, into our work, into our families, into our struggles. Come into our questions. Lord, come into our lives today. Thank you that you are faithful. Thank you that you are just. Thank you that you are merciful and compassionate. Come, Lord Jesus.
Father God. Thank you. I'm going to invite you, if you'd like to, sit. And Steve Hannington's going to come up now and share with us about Jesus and justice. Thank you, Steve. Morning. Morning. That's a nice beginning. Can you hear okay? Does that all count? Marvellous. Yeah, I've just come back. Sorry. Is that echoing just a bit? No. Um, yeah, my name's Steve Hannington, and uh, we've been here oh, nearly three years, and it's just gone so fast. It's just flown by, and I've been looking at um, serving um, for about the last 35 years, and... <laughs> Um, most of that had been with looking inwards. I don't know if you get that, the, you know, pastoral care, uh, looking after um, those in the church that need help and support, uh, stewarding, there were a whole range of things. But when this minister came and visited, and he said... Uh, are you fishers of men or are you keepers of the aquarium? And that struck a, a note in my heart. I kept thinking, I'm doing this, but I'm, I, I remember at another meeting, I said, instead of us all in a circle, let's all face outwards. Because out there, the fields are white, but the workers are few. So. That's been on my heart. And the reason I mentioned that is that it's not until we moved here that I had the opportunity to work with CAP and go out there and meet our clients, um, who many of whom are in desperate state, um, and actually see God's love in action, seeing lives transformed. And it, it, it's incredible to see, I think we're some over 250 clients so far since this mission started, um, and something like 90 families have been set free from debt, which represents uh, clearly hundreds of, you know, uh, parents and children. So it's it's an amazing opportunity, and it's amazing um, blessing for me, um, and so. Having been asked to come and talk about justice, um, we've been away um, for a week. We went to West Bay in Dorset, which was lovely, and Lyme Regis. And, you know, I'd spent vast sums of money on my children's education. I mean, vast sums of money, you know, university and the like. So I, I said to them, can you think of a world leader, somebody who has given out everything they have to the poor. And I thought, well, you know, these are very bright young things. They're bound to come back. And Najis Mohammadi, does anybody know that name? Oh, gosh, sorry. Um, well, she's just won the Nobel Peace Prize for justice um, in 2023. So uh, anyone heard of Martin Luther King? Yes. You know, I'm thinking they're going to come up with something, you know, some, do some research, let me have somebody's name. And uh, so when they came in, I thought, that's not what I was expecting, uh, because the answer was Robin Hood. <laughs> now, I don't know about you, I just kind of, I thought, that money. You know, you can't get it back, can you? You, you? you can't get it back. You just wish that somehow it had gone in and stayed in. But um, I was going to say the youth is wasted on the young, but that's 
not really the case um, with everybody. So, um, yes, Christians Against Poverty. I, I did have a difficult upbringing, and I know that when I first got saved, um, I, 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 after a time of prayer, uh, my brother and the other pastor that was praying for me kept saying that I wanted to serve and bless others. That's all I kept saying at the end. I want to serve and bless others. And so, with that in mind, um, somebody shared with me Psalm 40. And I went to see a client recently, this chap that had lost everything. And at the end, when we said, I said, would you mind if I prayed with you? And he said, I'd be delighted. And I said, you know, I, I have lost everything and I know that when God put my feet on a rock, and I read Psalm 40, and this chap was about six foot eight with this enormous Rottweiler sat next to him, and he just cried, and he just cried. And you know, he said, would you come back and keep praying for me? And I said, yes, because you need to put your feet on a rock and have a firm place to stand, and God will do it for you. And that's, you can hear my heart when you just know when, you, when you're in the right place at the right time doing God's work. So, we're going to talk about justice and the topics that we're going to cover. And I know we've only got half an hour, so I'll try and be brief. Is Jesus and um, justice? What do we mean by justice? Uh, and that's more social justice than it would be. Uh, criminal justice. Um, we're going to look at the state of the nation, justice and oppression in the word of God. Sorry, I should keep that up, shouldn't I? Um, it's been a while since I did. <laughs> what did Jesus say about justice and social justice and how we can respond? So the first question that I'd like to look at is, who is Jesus? I like my research. Uh, in John 14, he says, I am the way, the truth, and the, and the life. No one comes to me, no one comes to the Father except through me. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God, trust also in me. Now, as you can see here, it says Dr. Shadrach Lockridge. Anybody know that name? Well, in 1976, he just preached something rather special. And if you want to know more about what God's really like, let, let's listen to The Bible to says, my king is the king of the Jews. He's the king of Israel. He's the king of righteousness. He's the king of the ages. He's the king of heaven. He's the king of glory. He's the king of kings. And he's the Lord of lords. That's my king. I, I wonder, do you know him? <laughs> My king is a sovereign king. No means of measure can define his limitless love. He's enduringly strong. He's entirely sincere. He's eternally steadfast. He's immortally graceful. He's imperially powerful. He's impartially merciful. Do you know him? He's the greatest phenomenon that has ever crossed the horizon of this world. He's God's son. He's a sinner's savior. He's the centerpiece of civilization. He's unparalleled. He's unprecedented. He is the loftiest idea in literature. He's the highest personality in philosophy. He's the fundamental doctrine of true theology. He's the only one qualified to be an all-sufficient savior. I wonder if you know him today. He supplies strength for the weak. He's available for the tempted and the tried. He sympathizes and he saves. He strengthens and sustains. He guards and he guides. He heals the sick. He cleans the lepers. He forgives sinners. He discharges debtors. He delivers the captive. He defends the feeble. He blesses the young. He serves the unfortunate. He regards the age. 
Do not oppress widows, orphans, foreigners, and the poor, and do not scheme against each other. Those who oppress the poor insult their maker, but helping the poor honors him. And the person who gets ahead by oppressing the poor or by showering gifts on the rich will end in poverty. Um, when my dear father decided to leave and go and seek his fortune, um, he seemed to lavish vast sums of money on everybody but his own family. And um, I went to see him. I was doing extremely well. Uh, I was about 28. Um, and I knocked on the neighbor's door and they said that he had passed away. And I felt really bad about that. She said he had everything. He, his best friend was Edward Heath. They went sailing together. He lavished money on everybody. But he had passed away. And she said, in the end, he had nothing. And, uh, you know, when I read this, I keep thinking, God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Our God, this isn't words that are thousands of years old and meaningless today. This is what happened to us. Thank you, Mark, who said, As I look at my servant whom I strengthen, he is my chosen one who pleases me. He will bring justice to the nations. He will bring justice to all who have been wronged. And joyful are those who have the God of Israel as their helper, whose hope is in the Lord their God. He gives justice to the oppressed and food to the hungry. The Lord frees the prisoners. And... In terms of um, the gospel, um, the story of Lazarus was a, a poor man, a difficult to accept in Jesus' time. Jesus lived in a society that was dominated by religion, um, where the easy explanation for poverty, illness, or disability was sin, or the individual or his or her parents. Jesus countered this attitude by going around forgiving sins and curing people even on the sabbath when doing any work was forbidden he explicitly upended the idea that poverty was due to sin when he declared blessed are the poor for theirs is the kingdom of god and when he told how lazarus easily made it into heaven in the bosom of abraham jesus encourages everyone to use his or her personal gifts or talents, and even warn that much is expected from those who are given greater talents and abilities. Jesus reminds us in this story of what really counts, reaching out to him for our inmost needs, like the helpless poor, or helping him by helping the poor and transforming their lives. So what does Jesus say about justice? God reveals his perspective on justice throughout the entire Bible. Woven through the Pentateuch, the Psalms, Old Testaments, Gospels, and the New Testament epistles, that justice is not only about retribution in its fullness, God's justice is about the flourishing of all people. However, Jesus spoke more about individual responsibility to bring justice by loving our neighbors and doing good for those around especially the poor and the marginalized he talked about the responsibility of individuals uh, more of individuals than authorities to promote good according to jesus we do the work of bringing justice through our love and persistence we look at the words of the Sermon on the Mount. In his sermon, Jesus taught the disciples the way they should live. He set the tone with the Beatitudes, which are attitudes orientated towards God, loving towards others. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. 
Blessed are the merciful, who will be shown mercy. And blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called the children of God. Love is action. Doing good for others, giving them justice. The other main scripture are the words of Jesus that the Spirit of the Lord is on me because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor, sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight of blind to set the oppressed free and to proclaim the year of the Lord's favour. When Jesus stands before the synagogue and announces he will bring good news to the poor, he is effectively saying that he will give them the opportunity to make choices with their lives. The lives they live will now have the option of relationship and participation in the kingdom of God. And lastly, I think we all know, whatever you do to the least of these, the scripture calls us to love one another and care for each other as Jesus would love and care. In all circumstances, the response of God's people should be according to his word in the Bible. And we are called to show the love of God to everyone, including the least of these. I think the other point is Jesus spoke of justice from another perspective, that of people who sought justice through faith and kept asking until they received it. Jesus said, and will not God bring about justice for his chosen ones who cry out to him day and night? Will he keep putting them off? I tell you, he will see that they get justice and quickly. Jesus' crucifixion would be the greatest miscarriage of all justice of all time if it were not for the fact that God the Father willed it, that we may have justice and be freed from the slavery of sin and death. When we put on the attitude of the Beatitudes and love our neighbours as ourselves and our individual acts of justice, that Jesus spoke of will make a positive influence of the demands for justice that resound throughout the world. I'd like, because of time, to move quickly then just to say what are we doing here in terms of looking at social action, social justice in the community? And you can look at these five pathways and the challenges that they bring, family breakdown, educational failure, worklessness, addiction, problems, debts, and housing. And here we've touched on cap debt service. Um, I think most of you will be aware that uh, we go out and, and make these three visits and help people become debt free. Um, I've just touched on very briefly that um, some feedback. I just wanted to say a huge thank you for all the support with our clients and their debt. The DRO was granted last week. I feel that you see people at their most vulnerable, but this was dealt with with respect and a lack of judgment, which was really important. You and the befrienders were amazing. It's okay to pass on my heartfelt thanks to your team of volunteers who delivered the washing machine and those who accompanied you to meetings. Kind regards, children's care worker. It's lovely to have that feedback. It's a real blessing to know how we are seen when we are out there. You've got CAP Job Club. Again, when we talk about worklessness, uh, helping job seekers gain the tools and skills uh, to step back into employment. Um, Mark is, I think I've just seen another email saying he's running another Fresh Start program. Um, there are some testimonies here. Uh, a man with gambling problems um, 
feel he's getting his priorities right, a man with addiction, uh, with internet, like to make a fresh start. Um, again, that's one of those five pathways. And here, it's a little outdated, but you know, we have to say thank you. Um, I always just love to see the volunteers uh, and the way they serve and bless people is amazing. Um, so th thank you, guys. We've got Alton Food Bank. Um, it was a busy year on their website. It says they handled 851 referrals, distributed 27,000 kilograms of food, um, and which is for two and a half, nearly two and a half thousand people. And then I've touched on this very briefly that this term mental health comes into everything we do. Um, and we have a partnership with social prescribers who work with GPs and they will recommend their clients to us and we help them uh, to, to either be debt free or get work or with addiction. So there's a great um, partnership going on. And then we've got the uh, community relief fund. There's one way, the King's Arms, Resurrection Furniture. All of these helping to support the work um, of social justice in our community. I'll move this one past and just say there's some final thoughts. God puts his word into his people and his people into the world. You turn to somebody and say, that's you. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's you. That's us. We can give our time, we can give our treasure, and we can give our talent. So, the, the last one is, which I think is quite helpful, is paraclesis. Para, jumping out of an airplane. Clesis, landing on somebody. Um, <laughs> He comforts us in all our troubles so that we can comfort others. That's 2 Corinthians 1 verse 4. When they are troubled, so we will be able to give them the same comfort God has given us. When I shared with this big chap with his Rottweiler, I knew how he felt, how his life had been. And he needed to make that fresh start and he needed that help. And I say, I, I knew what that felt like. And so... Um, oh, the other nice thing, he keeps bumping into the local vicar. Which, uh, I see how that might work out. And then finally, just a thought. Um, I don't suppose anyone's heard of Shirley Novak, but this was a young lady who decided to give up everything and become a Christian singer. And when asked why, she said, you know, I had this dream. I had a dream. And she said, I woke up. She said, well, I had this dream. I saw this crash. And when the smoke cleared, I saw two people standing either side of a wreck. One was standing with the Lord and the other was standing with Satan. And that person standing with Satan pointed to me and said, you never told me. And that's the thing that gets me wanting to share his love, his life, his word, when I go out uh, and meet our clients. Because if we don't tell them, who is going to? So I'll leave you with those thoughts. Um, what we've got here is a table um, with all these different um, services. Um, if you would like to help in any way, if you'd like to join the prayer team, if you'd like to give some time, some skill, your money, in any of those areas that we've touched on, um, then that opportunity will be over there, and Mark, Mari, myself uh, will be there to, uh, to, to talk about that, and Alastair, thank you. So, I just would like to end in prayer. Thank you, Chrissy. I said, don't forget to pray at the end. 
let's just uh, Father grant us Lord a vision of your world as your love would have it a world where the weak are protected and none go hungry or poor a world where the riches of creation are shared and everyone can enjoy them a world where different races and cultures would live in harmony and mutual respect. A world where peace is built with justice and justice is guided by love. Give us the inspiration and courage to build it through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Thank you. Thank you very much, Steve. We're drawing to the end of the structured part of our time together, but our time together doesn't end here. Um, a couple of things I just wanted to, to, to mention. Um, you'll see there, there are flyers about the Commission Festival. That's really just a highlight that there's a uh, a price break coming up at the end of this month. Um, secondly, uh, hopefully you saw the update from the update video from 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 Andrew about the gift week uh, and uh, where we've got to in terms of the uh, repayment of the loan on this uh, this building. Uh, even since he he recorded that on Thursday morning, where he said. Uh, that uh, it meant that the, uh, the debt on this building was down to the mid 30,000 pounds. Well, I can tell you that's changed. The debt on this building is now down to the upper 20,000s of pounds. Uh, and it's <laughs> continuing. Um, as I say, our, the uh, structured part of our meeting is, is, is ending here, but this isn't the this isn't the end of our time together. Um, over there, there are various resources that you can go to get, as Steve mentioned, and the, uh, and the Bible notes that I, I mentioned last week. Um, over in this corner, that's where Roger's going to go. Uh, uh, if you'd like to chat with him or to pray, and there'll be others available as well, if you'd like to do that. Um, and... Uh, we have refreshments available outside. Please share with one another. Join in these different opportunities and let's continue with one another. Thank you.